Today on the podcast, we have Alex Molden. Alex is a former NFL football player. Now he's a personal development coach, a keynote speaker, host of the Shark Effect podcast. We talk about his NFL experience. Of course, we're talking a lot of marketing and branding and business development. We talk about his son, Elijah, who's going to get drafted here in just a couple of weeks and a whole lot more. We appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy. Well, we'll just, we're just right into it. We'll go here. Appreciate yeah. you joining us, Alex. Uh, when we talked the other day, I was like, let's, let's just get on to a podcast. So I know you're, we're talking about your son, Elijah, who will be drafted here in three weeks. Oh my God, four yeah, weeks. Yeah, 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 four weeks from tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully. In beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. That's I have right. Sure. Are they <laughs> I don't know. Are you, are you going? Are they going? No, 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 no. He's going to be at the house. He's going to be at the house. Yeah. Okay. Him and his girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Is are people allowed to go though? Like a regular yeah. fans allowed? Like Cleveland just Browns fans? Are they allowed to go there? I don't know. I don't know how it is. Oh, out you know there. what? They're, they're now that I open some things up, like twenty percent capacity. Now, now that I now that I'm, I said that out loud, I'm I am remembering now that this coffee's finally kicking up, right. kicking in. It was a rough <laughs> last night for the old Prego lift and cash sick, but. Uh, vaccinated they're inviting certain i think it was like the super bowl they're inviting certain vaccinated fans can go i believe was the case i don't know that'll be good though yeah oh i think he's frozen oh no ah just you and i then so just the two of us but i do think that's the case i think it's it's if you there it's like healthcare workers i think they're doing the same issue okay do you know where it's at in cleveland I assume at the Brown Stadium yeah. or I, like in the, in the, around it somewhere. I know it's in that area. You could do it at the Hard Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know where it's going to be. He's popping back on. We're just going to continue to roll yeah, with this. Yeah, I'm not going to cut this. No, 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 no. You can look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. You on? You there? Where if they would do it at uh, Cavs Arena, Q. I don't think it is because I, no. I remember seeing the, the outline of it. Maybe they were just showing the Brown Stadium area, but I think it's somewhere there. Oh, you know. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was supposed we to be about this before. Well, it was supposed to be in Canton. They were going to do both. They were going to do so, like day one in Canton, oh, day two in Cleveland. That was the initial plan, and that's why Cleveland got it. Yeah. Let me see if I can get the official here. So I don't know where where uh, Alex's son Elijah. He, so he's a player. I guess not anymore. Was a player at Washington. Really, really good, talented dude. He'll be, I, I've seen anywhere from a first to a fourth rounder. Obviously, who knows until this all goes down. But he'll be drafted probably in the first couple of days. So he was there yesterday at his pro day. We were talking a little bit about that. Where's it going to be at? I'm looking it up right here, right here, right here. There we go. Okay. There we go. Alex is back. You're All gonna right. go back and re-listen to the podcast. We'll fill you in on you can get filled in on the rest of what we talked about. We BS enthusiast came back, but because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna edit it. We'll just let's just ride with it. Uh we don't know though. It's, it it's loading here. So, so when you when you got drafted, so what year did you get drafted? A 96. 96. Okay. So you and you were a second round draft pick? First. First round. Okay. Yeah, number eleven. Number 11. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here, here's the location. In Cleveland, they're going to be hosting at First Energy Energy Stadium, which is Cleveland yeah, Indians, yeah. Rock and Roll oh. Hall of Fame, and the Great Lakes Science Center. Huh. 
I don't know how they're going to break that up or what they're going to do, but maybe day maybe one. maybe on uh, day one, day two, and day three. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Something like that. First energy would probably be cool outside there. Okay. Huh. So w- when you got drafted, I don't I don't remember '96 uh, that well. We're both <laughs> 12. He just turned 11. As that. <laughs> Uh, what what was that like? Did you go? Were you at the location, or were you home with family, or what did you do? No, nah, man, that was a dream come true. I, I remember watching so many years, like Troy Aikman, Deion Sanders, Barry Sanders, Steve Atwater, Emmett Smith. For so many years, man, I sat back at home and I watched these guys walk up on stage, take the picture with the commissioner, and then get their jersey and whatnot. And uh, I just, when I got that opportunity, when the NFL called and it said they wanted to invite me to uh, to New York, I jumped at the chance. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's so funny because you start to hear, you know, for me, it was like, I can go anywhere between five and number 20. And I was like, okay, between five and 20, I feel pretty comfortable or pretty confident that I didn't want to be that dude that, you know, they go there and you're waiting all day and then maybe into day two. So I did not want to be that guy. And what gave me an inclination was at the, at the draft or excuse me, at the uh, combine, I had a, uh, I had an interview with the Denver Broncos and coach Shanahan, the daddy, he was interviewing me and I'm originally from, from Colorado Springs. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm like, yeah, after the interview, I was like, coach, they had the number 15 pick. I said, coach, I would love to be a Bronco. I'm just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. He said, well, that's, well, that's great, Alex, but you're not going to be there when we pick. And so I was like, oh, that gave me an inclination that, okay, I think I'm going to be going a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but absolutely, man, I, I took advantage of the opportunity it was it was a blast. I remember it like it was yesterday. We we were talking about as you were going there about Elijah. What what do you think? I said I've seen him anywhere from a first to a fourth rounder. Who knows? Where that, does he have any idea where he thinks he might go? No, not an idea. It really matters, but yeah, a lot of people say stuff that yeah. that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, no, it's looking anywhere between number number twenty and number fifty. But it all depends on what a team, you know, what their needs are, who's available. What happens? Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but it's looking. I mean, there's a lot of teams that need defensive back help, especially in the, in the nickel. Um, but you know, it's it, man. There's so many teams that you know, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Denver, Dallas. There, there's so many teams that that need defensive back help. And the thing about him is he can. He's a Swiss Army knife. He can play corner. He can play in the slot. He can play safety. Yeah. So, you know, it, it just all depends. Yeah. What a crazy next month this week. Yeah. Be. Yeah. Yeah. When, so sure. when you when you were in New York, what, what were like some of the things that they gave you guys behind the scenes that they weren't really like they take you guys out to dinner? Did they like that week or I guess a couple of days leading up to the draft? What did you get to do? Well, number one, like they give you a choice. Like say, hey, we can fly you and your agent, or I think it was like, uh, I think it was like they, they'll fly five members of your family out first class, or they can fly out eight to 10 
and coach. Oh. And so I was like, okay, uh, I just do it. You know, we do coach. And so I had my mom, my brother, my uncle, one of my, two of my really good friends who were like brothers. And, you know, I fly, fly you out in the, I forgot the name of the hotel, but it was, it was dope. It was my first time in New York. And um, I just remember uh, being there, you know, eating dinner and just like, man, walking the streets of New York and just envisioning myself, you know, with the team. I didn't know I had, I had a, you know, you, they, a couple of teams flew me out, Baltimore, Cincinnati, um, not, not New Orleans, I think even Tampa Bay, but going out there and just imagine myself in that city. And, uh, you know, when all that stuff went down, you know, with the, the draft and the pick, one thing like I, I felt was, was kind of stolen from me was the phone call, right? You, you're in the, in the green room, the, uh, they got the cameras on you and you get the phone call from the team who has the next pick. Well, I didn't get that. Like I was, I was watching ESPN just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then I hear with the number 11 pick, the New Orleans Saints choose <laughs> select Alex Molden. I was like, what? What? <laughs> you, you didn't like that. I think that's so cool because uh, you you find out. No, when it's man. It's like you yeah. want to. Nah. No, man, I want to pick up. I want to pick up the phone just like Deion Sanders did, just like Barry Sanders, Troy, all those types. I want, yeah, I want to be like that. And you know, it would actually that happened after after I went up on stage, the photo ops, the interviews, and then I come back, and then now I'm talking to the head coach and the general manager. Man, I don't know if I've never seen that happen since then. Yeah, especially hmm. such a high pick. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, now so different. I. I mean, you. I not. You didn't have. Did you have a cell phone in '96? Probably not, right? No. No. I didn't. I feel like I feel like our. Yeah. You had to go to the payphone and call yeah. whoever, whoever wasn't there. Yeah. That that eleventh person that didn't get to travel with him. He went to the payphone. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say. I you feel got like the cord. Dad, you got yeah, the cord. Yeah. 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 Well, our dad started had that mobile phone for work. The, the car phone. He had. Well, he had a stroke in '96. So. Yeah. Right around then he had one. So I didn't know if it was, I don't remember, remember, but it's interesting. Okay. But, but now all those guys, they do get their calls right while they're in there and that you see the, yeah even the guys that are there. Yeah. yeah Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you play, play a bunch of years in the NFL. And obviously we're on here talking business and marketing and off, off the field stuff, not just on the field type. Yeah. Of what do you think from, from your perspective, what do you think you'd have done differently from a business standpoint? if you could go back now today and obviously you'd make a bunch more money today than you would then, but what decisions that you made, could you have changed and done better? Oh man. In terms of like, uh, just like marketing or business wise, because I can go, I can go many different ways, man. (laughs) Let's go those ways. Cause, cause yeah, from a marketing branding, obviously there's that from a business standpoint, I don't know what your contracts look like, you know, after the rookie contract and even rookie contract at at your, at uh, your time, probably wasn't slated how it is now you just you know you know exactly basically what you're going to make when you get drafted nowadays it wasn't that way then either so from both of those standpoints maybe biz, just business in general though what would you have done differently I know man well well we didn't have social media so that's one thing if I had social media and then you know I would have like now man you have your own you can have your own podcast you can have your own 
show, whatever. For us, it was like if you had a, a radio show, that was great. But or if you was a superstar, that was phenomenal. Um, but you know, for me, it was like the different opportunities that my marketing guy would try to create. And they didn't care. It didn't matter hmm. if you had a great personality or if you have other interests or whatnot. It was just all about how good of a player are you, hmm. where you were drafted, and what type of opportunities companies can be able to get. Because if you played in the NFL, that was like, okay, let's get him, let's sign him for this, you know, for like breathe right. Like everybody in the, everybody on the team had a breathe right contract that was typically about $5,000. You just got to wear the breathe right during the games. And, you know, now with the different type of person personalities that these guys have and different interests, it's so, man, I, I just, I mean, even if I did like, like to go golf or fish and I, no, there's no way that people would know that unless I was on a radio show or on a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And even then I still couldn't create that connection. So if I had to go back, I would try to any, anytime I would try to create a connection with people instead of just me, Hey, I'm a football player. I'm yeah. I play yeah. in the NFL. I, I, I would try to cre create that connection with people. I would be more mindful of how I communicated with people. And um, yeah, man, that's, that's how did you treat like fan experiences or, you know, like what I remember going to Browns, we're from Cleveland, obviously, like we said, we go to Browns, uh, all, like whatever it's called, not mini camp, preseason yeah. camp where we could actually go be a part or like, yeah, fan day. You know, yeah. 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 And I remember, you know, even at eight or whatever I was, I remember some guys were really good. And I remember thinking like, oh, that guy wasn't nice for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I could have been totally off. Yeah. But how, how did you treat that? Because I, I still see a lot of people that treat that as like a, you know, an obligation or you, get, you go to, you talk to media, yours would be different than media today, but as an obligation, instead of the opportunity to build your community and build something more, a, a real relationship than just some dude who plays ball. Yeah, man, I would, uh, I would always sign autographs. And really I would more, more likely than not make sure I sign the autographs of the, of the, the young kids, like the older kids or the, the, the men, the, the fans, the, those crazy ones. I was like, man, I'd be like, man, I made a point, man. Let me sign this little, this little, you know, little dudes uh, autograph first. But um, I made it like a point, like anytime, especially like with youth, I would, I would make sure that I would, I would create a connection on game days. Right, you're out there for warmups and whatnot, and they always had like you know, different types of people on the sidelines, uh, typically like younger, younger people, younger uh, men or uh, not men, but boys and girls. You know, if they had ailments or something like that, I, I would definitely make sure I go in there, shake their hand, you know, say what's up, hey, you know, you're having a fun time. This is your first time at a football game. All this type of stuff because. I knew that I can create a relation or a, not a relationship, more of a memory for them Yeah, yeah. that could possibly inspire them to do some amazing things because it happened to me at a young age. I had, um, when I was in high school, Simon Fletcher played defensive end for the Broncos. He came and, and spoke with our, 
with our class. And I just remember like, man, this, this dude is, he plays in the NFL. And for me, it was like a unicorn. You know, I just see people see him on TV. He's at, he's in my school talking to all of us. And it inspired me to be like, man, I can, he's real. <laughs> he's not just on TV. And so like anytime I, I could, any interaction, especially with like the young folks, uh, I, I wanted to create that same experience. It, it does mean so much. And that's what's so cool about, about this thing, the phone now too, is you can create a similar type memory by commenting back to somebody who comments on your yeah. post. Like, oh my God, so-and-so. So I was, I was talking, do you, do you ever watch Last Chance You? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. It's been a minute, but I just watched okay. the basketball the basketball one. Okay. That's the one I'm talking about. Do you know Deshaun? Oh, I don't know all the names. Okay. Des Deshaun is the, the light skinned kid. Oh yeah. With, with, the, the, with the red. Yeah. 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 And is the, you know, the, he's painted in the best light. Looks great. Yes. I don't he's like, the guy. If you haven't watched and you're listening, I don't want to put it out there, but he's, he is the guy that they talk about, you know, had, I don't know if he ever knew his dad or, but, but didn't have a relationship with dad for sure. And then mom just passed right before the season. Yeah. And so I, I talked, had talked to him the other day on the phone. He hits me up and he had some, some questions about some stuff and we're talking and I go, and I said basically that same thing about how, like how much it means. Like I know a month ago, nobody knew who the hell you were, but now millions of people know who you are. And it is a big deal. He goes, you know what? It's the weirdest thing. He goes, I, I had somebody who I just liked their, their DM to me. And they were like, Oh my God, I never thought you'd say this. This means, or never see this. This means so much to me. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's what this is. And Deshaun is a, a Sacramento state basketball. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Well, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> he's a Sacramento state Believe basketball that. player, right? He's not, he's not LeBron James. He's not so-and-so. I don't know what his ceiling is play-wise, but he's somebody they saw on TV. And now it's like, they just had a touching point of DM back. And that's, anybody in any sport, when you do that, a lot of times your comment back to somebody is going to be the thing they're going to screenshot. They're going to send all their friends. It's going to be a highlight on their yeah. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And that back, back in your day, or even when we were kids, it would, you know, I, I would probably, if I got that happen, like, Oh, Alex, Alex came up and said hi to me on the sideline. Like you'd have to call somebody and tell a couple people, <laughs> but it wouldn't be as big of a deal as it, or it wouldn't be as able to travel, even though it was as big of a deal. It wouldn't be able to travel and be this whole big, like, I want, I want to say PR thing, because that, that seems like you're not doing it for the right reasons. But mm -hmm. so many more people would hear about it today. If you, as simple as a comment back on, on Instagram, too. Yeah, I remember yes. one of my first memories in life, I was probably four, five, six years old, again, at uh, Brown's practice camp. And I was wearing a Bernie Kosar jersey. And Bernie was running in at the end of practice. And he wouldn't sign anyone's autograph. Then he stopped after he ran by me and kind of backpedaled. And I was the only one he grabbed, he grabbed a pen and signed my, my uh, card of his. And I was the only one that he took off in the locker room. And like, I was a Bernie fan from, from then on, you know? Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. I, I mean, like, Simple that was facts. 30 years ago and I remember it still, you know? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's, that's where we think there's such, it's such when you're at that platform, and even if you're not at your platform, if you're at, our levels, we played low level college football, you know, it, you've got this platform to be able to build from, from way higher than anybody who's just a regular person, right? You're an athlete. People see you as, for whatever reason, they see you as something that they aspire to be or want to be or, or at some level. 
and you've got, so whether it's like building businesses or opportunities or just doing appearances and signing autographs now with this whole name image likeness era and then obviously into the pros, there's so many opportunities to create from your platform that obviously we know, and we've talked about this before, very yeah. few people understand that at this point still. Yeah, but that's what, crazy. What do you think you would do now? Like, let's say like social media existed in your era knowing what you know now and obviously it's a little different now that you have a little bit more experience and knowledge around everything but what what verticals do you think or brand verticals would you approach going into the draft would you find like if you like watches or you want to have food like a pizza hut like what brand verticals do you think you would approach knowing like what behind the scenes access you have and, and only a few have that man i would i would attach myself to things that i that i care about you know, like I care about uh, my health and I did back then. So like, I would say companies that um, nutrition, nutrition type companies, uh, I don't know, vitamins, mm -hmm. maybe some, I don't know, protein. That was one of the big things. I mean, we used it all the time. Mm -hmm. We just never, you know, we didn't promote it or anything like that. But I think that, um, you know, I had a, I had a Nike, I had a Nike contract, so and I loved. I grew up loving Nike, so when they came knocking, that was that was an easy one. But um, yeah, I think. No, I was about to say. I, I just and then I I end up developing, you know, like a a love for for watches and golf. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would definitely I would have connect with with um, you know one of those companies and. And uh, kind of create like, it would have been cool to have like a little show where I can make light of myself, just starting to learn the game of golf and all the hiccups and all the, the things that we used to do, kind of let people in and see some of the, the uh, you know, follow us along with, uh, on Tuesdays was, was our off day during the season. And it'd be about four or five of us from the team. And we weren't all that great in golf, but we talked a lot. Right. And it was it was comedy, like comedy, how we used to make bets. You know, we used to talk about each other's swing and, and all that type of stuff, which kind of, you know, I didn't like losing money. So I ended up getting I was one of the first ones that started getting lessons mm. and you know, how the improvement came, you know, week in and week out. So, yeah, I would have definitely think if you just had got connected with, with that. Yeah. I think if you had somebody with a camera just following you guys around how great that would have been and how done it would, how, how great it would have done on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. That'd be great now. Even like, I know that they have oh, yeah, like, yeah. what is it like the Tom Brady and, and Peyton did like the, the two on two last year. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like but they're not showing, I mean, they're doing the, like the ESPN version. I want like a YouTube version where you guys are betting some cuss words here and the there, the real, real unedited real. Type oh. version I think would be tremendous even right now. Oh, absolutely. For sure. For sure. Anytime you can get a, 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 a picture behind the scene of what somebody looks like, and if, if it's interesting, at least, that's always a good thing. But what I was going to ask you is how involved, like you said, you got a Nike contract. How involved were you in any of that stuff? Like when your agent comes to you and says, Nike wants to work with you, are you saying, hey, I want to do X, Y, Z? Or are you just like, you tell me what to do, and I'm going to rock with it? Yeah, back then, I was like, how much? <laughs> how much good okay enough? cool that's, that's good enough look but did you, did you sign? negotiate that at all no mm -mm, i had what? no clue it was like you know my my uh agent my well actually an agent but my marketing guy he was the one that 
that facilitated all of that. And so I just trusted him to get me as much as I could, depending on where I was slotted at, you know, for at least my first, my first contract. And then after that, we kind of take it from there. But mm -hmm. yeah, I was, I didn't have anything, I had no say in it. Gotcha. It, it is interesting now how like, there's so many more avenues, like from you to your son, like your son could have taken that breathe right strip and said, okay, yeah, I'll do that 5,000, but I want another 5,000 a month and I'll post on social media. I'll write a blog post about it. I'll do X, Y, Z, which is the same thing that you could have done with Nike if you had all these different assets that you had potentially yeah. to reach and connect, like you said, with the audience uh, that you didn't have back then. Yeah, like what you, you basically, I mean, as a brand, it was like, they could utilize you, your name, image, likeness, but then maybe like appearances and like some stuff like that. So you had a big leap of part, things. Yeah. Part for camps, maybe. Yeah, for camps, appearances, that type of stuff. Where now it's so you have all these social media, There's, blog posts, email, yeah, yeah. you name it, podcasts. I'm thinking about, yeah, podcasts. I could have had, hey, for, you know, for this amount, I also have you as a featured, um, you know, Partner, whatever for partner, yeah, partner yeah partner i like that yeah yeah on, on my podcast or maybe yeah. and then you can and, and it's not just like you read an ad read read right you could do that or it could be you know you pick your you know your your do right breathe right player of the week or something like if yeah. it was football football. oh yeah yep. you can be so creative around the stuff a lot of a lot of times we'll see athletes where they don't they post like the most basic of basic things like you could have changed that caption or you could have come back to the brand with a better idea than what you did but they just that they yeah don't that, know any better i think that's the difference now is like you can go back to them with more yeah but but still a lot of yeah. people don't know yeah. that or know to do it or do do it. yeah what, what was the one you saw that there was an nba guy who got drafted recently? no 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 was it nba oh yeah and it was like they they literally copied and pasted what the, well, oh, the thought, marketing manager had typed was, in and said like insert here or something like that i, like, I, I remember <laughs> talking about that. No, no 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 here's what it said it was it was chase young who's a phenomenal football player whatever but and, I, and when i always talk about when i say this on my instagram because i'll talk about this type of stuff i'll say no shade to the athlete but it said caption in the caption it said caption and then blah 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 and it was up. I saw it 45 minutes after it was up. And it, the, the, the fact that he did that one or whoever posted it, because could have very well not been him, but mm -hmm. somebody posted it and then nobody caught it in 45 minutes. Yeah. Not, not yeah. very good. But I've seen that more than one time. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. There was some other NBA stuff. Actually, I remember when we talked initially, it was right around the NBA draft when I went on your podcast. Uh huh. Now think about that too. Like, and I'm sure you've thought about this. Think if you start the shark effect podcast in 96 or whatever, the equivalent to that would have been a podcast in 96, oh. like how many more viewers be, and how many, you'd be the Joe Rogan right now. You Spotify right? buying, you're buying up the content for <laughs> starting away money. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, and it's ain't no, but just, just interesting conversations with interesting people with interesting but, stories. Yeah. Yeah. And, no. and it's, and sometimes it's as simple as that, especially if you are 25, 27 in your prime, whatever your prime was when you played, but you're the prime, you've got all these people who are seeing you on Sundays, who are talking about you They're at the time they're reading articles or whatever. Now, yeah. it's, you know, now you could have a social media following of 500,000 to drive all those people to that, that podcast. We really haven't seen a whole lot of athletes do a podcast in their prime. I know podcasting in, especially in the athlete world is, is newish. Yeah, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I know it was a JJ Reddick has come out JJ Reddick a couple years a ago. I wouldn't say necessarily well in his prime. He's probably JJ Reddick. Yeah, on the on, not his way out. I think he's our age. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he hit his peak, but like, but still, like, yeah. I think he's start still a starter. Yeah. You know? Well, Asia Wilson and um, Nafisa Collier. Asia Asia Wilson was the WNBA MVP mm-hmm. last year, but did five episodes or something, and then didn't do it. So mm-hmm. it hasn't been consistent. But you just don't see it a whole lot mm-hmm. with prime athletes where it's like you've got this massive platform you'll go on the other shows yeah and have this huge huge thing if you're good at it. obviously podcasts not for everybody to do yeah yeah but that's right if you can can roll with the conversation like that what, what made you start your podcast man it was something you know from doing uh speaking engagements and whatnot and you know i, I speak on leadership and personal development and my coach who, who I've worked with, his name is Eldridge, Eldridge Broussard. He came to me and said, hey, Alex, you need to do this. Hmm. I said, you, you know, and I trust him. I, he said, you need to, to do a podcast so it can once again give you a platform. You played in the NFL, and that was a long time ago, but the conversations that you have, the people that you know at, at different levels, it can up your, your brand and your... Um, your platform. Mm-hmm. So I said, I think it's, I think it's the, the best thing you can do for your business. Mm-hmm. And he was correct. And I, you know, I end up, you know, knowing what I know, I knew that I needed help. <laughs> so I ended up jumping in to this, uh, this podcast accelerator type of um, online course and end up learning how to do it and how to interview folks and, the, exactly who I want it to impact. So I ended up doing it, man, and haven't looked back since. When did you start it? Shoot, almost uh, my first episode dropped April April 20th, 2020. Yeah, oh, so actually, I didn't realize that. I thought it was, yeah. I know you've got a bunch of episodes out. You're almost on your one year anniversary here. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Matt, that's, and I don't know exactly what the opportunities are, if you want to even talk about the specific opportunities that have come from that, but anytime you can get out your message, it's going to lead to more opportunities. That's why I've said this before. I think every athlete should have a podcast. Now, yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. whatever, whatever your thing is, you can get that message out. And even if it's not, the end goal isn't the podcast. Like we don't, in what we do, we're not trying to get 10. I mean, we'd love 10 million listeners per episode here. We're not getting that, but what we can continue to do is put out good content, use this, have a long form conversation, put out content on social and build relationships with people we talk to. And it's like, who did I talk to the other day? It was a, it was a, uh, someone who's going to get drafted WNBA actually. Okay. We're talking about stuff like this. And I was like, sometimes basically what, what I said to her, it's not, not necessarily the end goal is getting 10 million followers, 10 million listeners on your podcast, but you can create these other opportunities because of what you're saying on there. And it's always a way to disseminate a message instead of getting on your phone and talking for 10 minutes for Instagram TV or something. Now you can have a real authentic conversation, have a back and forth, or even just get out the message you want to get out. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, for me, it's, I get to be able to share uh, my story, but then also like your story and other people's stories who've, who've been guests on my show. And then I get to, I get to plug what I'm doing now. 
I get to plug the fact that, hey, I'm a coach. I help people become better at life, mm-hmm. better at more intentional. So I help them do that. I also get to plug, you know, I, yeah, I speak. I speak to different, different companies, whether small or Fortune 500 companies. So without me having to, to brag or say it, I just, I can tell a story. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, and so people know, it's like, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't know he, you know, he did that. Well, let me check out his website. Mm-hmm. Boom. And then it gets more and more, more, more touch points, more yep. touch points. Exactly. It, it, what it does, is it scales the conversation. If we were sitting in down the street, having coffee, and we were just having a conversation and you would say, okay, here's, here's what I do. We'd say, oh, we know somebody and we would introduce you, but now we put it out there. Now three people might know somebody and then they yeah. contact you. It just, it's scaling and uplifting that conversation basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have podcasts, obviously you do speaking and coaching. You have the high achievers Academy. What, so you, you finished 10, 12 years ago playing and I don't know. <laughs> I wish, let me see. What you're 48. Oh. Eight? Uh, four, I'll be 48 in August. Yes, right, sir. So, so 15 years ago, maybe? How long ago? Yeah, about 16. Coming up on 16. Yeah. All right. My math wasn't great there. <laughs> but I knew you. I knew you're 48, upper 40s, and you, you yeah. played, what, nine years, eight years? Eight years, yeah. Yeah, so I can do the math at 30. Yeah, anyway. And you got, but, but you got eight kids, and, and I don't know what you made in the league, but you made some decent money. At some point, that's all going to go away or, or, or tough to build on. What, at what point did you start – getting to whether it was while you're playing or after where you're like oh shit i gotta start doing some other stuff uh whether it's whether it's a money thing or just like i want to have something i put my work into when i put my heart into when i work yeah it was that for me it was like something that i had to um you know you're finding your purpose yeah you know because for so long you know whether it's my and, and i put it on myself first but football was who i who i was you know, once I started playing and you start to reach certain levels and people start to view you a certain way to start to put you on this different, you know, pedestal or whatnot, and then you buy into it mm-hmm. and then you keep having success and reps into your ability. And then you start next year, you know, you know, you're 32 years old and football is done. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, okay, well, who am I? What, what do I like? How do I want to make an impact in this world? I don't want to just get up. It sounds great to get up and work out and play golf all day and pick up the kids from school, but that stuff gets, that gets old, man. It gets old real quick. And so I I knew, man, I wanted to, I wanted to, to be inspired. I didn't want to go to or get a job where I sit somewhere and I get on a computer and I get up and I go home where there's, there's no inspiration in there. And so I, I knew I wanted to do something that, number one, I was inspired to do. And then number two, if I can inspire somebody else to become the best version of themselves. And so for me, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty simple. It took me a while, though, to figure it out. But I want to help a younger guy like myself become a better athlete. And so I, so I became a trainer. I became a, a performance, you know, speed coach, you know, outside, we do a lot of speed, speed work. And I learned, learned how to, how to make impact like that. So I had to learn how to coach people and then learn, you know, the craft, right. Learn all the skills of it. Um, so I did that and I did it for so long 
and I did it, man, I ended up doing what my backup plan was. I had a backup plan. My backup plan, for first was going, I was going to play professional football, no matter what. My yeah. backup plan was I wanted to be a trainer, personal trainer at a big time uh, corporation or company. Yeah. Well, I've done that, you know, for 13 years over at Nike, Nike World Headquarters. And now, though, I have a, I know that I'm more than that, than a trainer. And so over the past three or four years, I've been transitioning to helping people become better people, help people become better influencers, better husbands, fathers, better uh, uh, managers. You know, so I, I learned how to really break down and dig deep into what uh, what leadership is and in how you can use those things in every aspect of your life. And so I, you know, I found out like, man, what I wanted to do and the type of impact and it changes, right? You know, I'm, I'm not the same person that I was when I was 33 and I was looking to figure out what I wanted to do in life. Now I know exactly who I am. I know what my, what my purpose is and I know how I, how I continually need to adapt and how, you know, how I communicate the relationships that I create, the opportunities that are there, um, I know how to be a, a how to show up for those. That's awesome. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think we ended on that, Tim. Yeah, that was good. Let's end it on that, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good way to just end it. Uh, appreciate the time, Alex.